Hey, Chris. What's up? What is the most awkward experience you've had in recent memory? Oh, man. I've got a story for you. I'm ready. Okay. So this was a couple years ago. Okay. But I was at an event, and uh, I was given an assignment at this event to help like walk some people uh, to like from a check-in station to where they were supposed to be meeting. Okay. And so I'm there and people come and check in at the table, all that stuff. And I'm just there walking. It's like a, probably like a seven or eight minute walk to make sure that they didn't get lost and mm. all this stuff. And so, uh, this, this couple comes up and they check in and I see on the list, like in their name tag, that it's actually a seminary president and his wife. Nice. And so I'm like, oh, great. This is awesome. <laughs> It's my chance to like, you know, get to chat with this guy for the seven minute walk. And I remembered as we were walking that I had recently read one of these guys, like one of the books that this guy had written. Uh Uh-huh. I can already see where this is going. (laughs) This is great. So you're like, you're just in there, you're trying to make small talk. Hey, what's your name? Who are you? Where are you from? All that stuff. And uh, (laughs) I said, you know, Dr. So-and-so, I said, I, I actually, not long ago, I read... I read your book on leadership, and I thought it was really great. And he said, uh, he said, oh, yeah? He said, well, which one? Because I've written 11 of them. <laughs> of course like, you knew this right away, right? I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I said, man, you know, the, uh, the title is just slipping my mind. I cannot remember it for the life of me. <laughs> He's like, well, all right, well, just give me the premise. Oh, and, no. Uh, tell oh, me, no. like, what was, oh, like, what was something that you remembered? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't really <laughs> actually remember. <laughs> I cannot think of anything off the top of my head. I just remember that I read oh, it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, it sounds like it really had a great impact on you then. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And the bad thing oh, was that was about brutal. three minutes into our walk. And oh, so my we, gosh. <laughs> we had to awkwardly walk oh. for... Like four more <laughs> minutes to get to this. Oh, that's it was incredible! Incredibly terrible. Oh my it gosh! It was yeah. so yeah. That's so pretty rough. Awkward. Yeah. And then in front I of like a big wig too. Not talk anymore. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Any awkward or embarrassing uh, things that have happened in uh, recent memory? The one that comes to mind is is more. Uh, I was running a college ministry right out of college, and we had had a big event where we did like crockpot quesos. And so we did like a giant, the Barberitos was like the Moe's by there. And they would do $2 for like a tray of chips. So you could get just a ton of chips for like no money. So we would all do Crock-Pot Queso and all this kind of stuff. Well, we did the event outside in our backyard. And then people were coming over to sit and watch a movie after. And so I decided to carry as much of the Crock-Pot Queso into the house as I could. And so I've got like all of the ladles like sitting in the Crock-Pots. I've got them stacked on top of each other. And we've got one of those like screen doors and then like the main door. And so I get through the screen door and like, as I open the main door, I mean, I, I drop it in every single, every Kevin's single pot of chili. And, well, so, so at the time we're watching Parks and Rec, so everyone in the room starts chanting Jerry as I'm sitting there. Cause I, I mean, you hear every single ladle clang and drop the lids are going everywhere. And that one's like still one of those few moments that like just ingrains in my mind of just dropping all of these crock pots and ladles in. Just how loud the noise was. Yeah. So they uh, called me Jerry for months after that. <laughs> I love that. We can start calling you Jerry. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Embarrassing moments. It's terrible. Yeah.
Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Weekly Hope. We're so glad that you're joining us as we just have a podcast on uh, our most recent sermon and uh, some things in the life of Hope Church just to be a resource for our people. So glad to have you joining in. I'm here with Tyler Joyner, and we are talking about the not-so-secret ingredient of prayer as we finish off the Lord's Prayer from Matthew 6. Um, So this week we talked about those final few verses in verses 11 through 15 where Jesus challenged his disciples, said, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those who trespass against us and gives a little bit more of an explanation on that. So we talked a lot about depending on God for our physical needs and then depending on him for our relational needs as well and talked a lot about forgiveness. And so Tyler, I just wanted to kick it over to you and uh, see if there's anything that Stuck out to you from the sermon uh, this week, and we can walk through a few potential questions that we could have for groups. Yeah, definitely. No, there's a, a few things that um, have even just been meditating on the past few days. So we talked about daily bread being, you know, from the verse, and one of the things you talked about was being dependent for physical needs. Mm-hmm. And so you use the phrase that um, we need to have a posture in our hearts of prayer that would be a posture of dependence. And I, I really love that, that the posture of our hearts in prayer is dependence. I think that is like just the healthiest way to ever enter time of prayer. And it's something me and my wife have been talking about a lot lately through the 28 days of prayer is like, what, like, what does prayer look like, look like for us together? Mm-hmm. And so even over dinner, just talking about like, I, I can't say I hardly ever pray for like just needs of today, like mm-hmm. today's needs. I pray for bigger things. And like we see in scripture and we've talked about the like big asks that we can have for God and the big things and the unknowns of the future and stuff like that. But I mean, I can probably think of very few times when I'm actually praying for like today's needs. Yeah. And so I think that's been like a really good reflection in my own prayer time of needing both. Yeah. That's just cool for me to even see like when you saw a guy like George Mueller who, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, who just really did historically like lived out yeah. prayer and like was just praying for needs as he was caring for kiddos and all that stuff, needs for today. Um, and I mean, honestly, like he has recorded 50,000 answered prayers, but it was like, one prayer a day was answered that day, you mm-hmm. know, which is just wild to yeah. think about. So, uh, it's like, man, I, I do want to, I want to, want to depend on God and that with that level of faith, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we said that, you know, oftentimes what we're what we're thanking God for and the gratitude that is the overflow of our life is like it's in the excess, mm-hmm. but it should be in enough. Yeah. And this whole idea of daily bread really does come out of Exodus 16, or mm-hmm. God provided for the Israelites with manna from heaven. And it was like, he always provided enough for the day. Yeah. You know, and it didn't take long for them to like start complaining that that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, we see that in our context, in our culture. And I see that in my life, you know, uh, it's, and it's just through this 28 days of prayer been one of the convictions for me is, uh, just to to live out true gratitude for what is enough, mm-hmm. like that God has provided enough and even more than enough. Yeah. Um, and then as a church that we can live out dependence. And I think, you know, one of the dangerous things for us as a church is this, that we get to where we, we don't have to operate out of faith anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but we can just build huge reserves and build all the stuff and have all the people and, uh, that's why even in our earliest days, like we're trying to trying to be generous and and give to others and help plant other churches and mm. uh, help 
send other churches and people as part of it is for our own heart that we just we've got to stay dependent uh, yeah. on on the Lord. So yeah, that was first point, and uh, thought thought it was really mm-hmm. impactful for me. I heard a lot of people that kind of had thoughts or questions on that too. So and then we said secondly that God wants us uh, to walk with spiritual dependence, mm-hmm. as He says, "Forgive us our debts." And mm-hmm. I think we recognize that like we all have spiritual debts. Like we've all sinned. Romans six twenty three: For the wages of sin is death. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so we talked through, you know, what does forgiveness actually mean? Yeah. And that for every person, there's like, there is a one time we need to ask God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that, that justification that we mm-hmm. are saved, that imputed righteousness that is given to us and granted us on Christ's behalf. And so like we have that, but then... We still sin, like everybody. We still struggle with sin, and we're not per- perfect, and we're on this process of trying to become more like yeah. Christ in a broken world and sinful world, and we still have struggles, and like this outer shell of a man that's like wasting away and all this stuff that happens. So what does that look like, and how, how does that play out in the life of a Christian when you know Jesus is saying when we come to God in prayer, it's like, we should ask him to forgive us our mm-hmm. debts. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, th- I think you did a really good job mapping out um, forgiveness by sharing kind of the f- like four points of that, like four ways that we can work out forgiveness. So you talked about how we can say I'm sorry and how powerful the words of actually saying sorry are. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about letting go of bitterness. You talked about practicing daily forgiveness. And then how oftentimes the biggest forgiveness we need is to forgive ourselves for things. And I think this is just like, I mean, there's a lot of weight behind the idea of forgiveness. It's something that like really the whole Christian foundation of freedom that we get to walk in today comes as a result of that. And so like how much more powerful is it for us to be able to forgive others when they don't maybe not deserve it and even forgive ourselves when we don't feel like we deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's something that I'll, continue to reflect on. And I think even in groups, I'm looking forward to just kind of the conversations that can spur out of that this week. For sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the quotes that I love was from a guy named Lance Witt. He wrote a book, Replenish, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. Yes. One of the best books I've read in a long time. But he said, the greatest danger really isn't in projecting a false image. There's a Pharisee inside of all of us. And I su- suspect that we'll struggle with this as long as we live. The greatest danger is in getting comfortable with mm-hmm. it. It's learning how to succeed with a disconnected soul. Yeah. And I think, in, uh, and I see that so often, I think, in the church where it's like we can, we can do good enough and we can look good enough and we can still do good things, uh, but our soul is disconnected, you know. Um, and ultimately, like, what God wants first and foremost is us, not what, we can, not what He can get from us, not that we can build bigger churches or do better things, yeah. but uh, he wants relationship and for us to have like a, a loving and growing and uh, like healthy relationship mm. with him, which comes and is born out of a life of repentance. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that we said was that God wants us to forgive others. Mm. Uh, you know, as he finishes off, he says, if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, Neither will your yeah. heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Like, which is like a really strong statement from Definitely. Jesus. You're like, for sure. Whoa, what is that? What does yeah. that mean? So, why does God care about us forgiving others? Yeah. Like that. 
It's like a pretty fair question. Like, mm. why does it matter at all that we sure we have to forgive other people? Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like what uh, you were sharing and what I touched on earlier, which is that like the whole, the, the Christian walk, like the life that we are given and the freedom that we get to walk, um, knowing we no longer have to carry that weight of sin every day in our own lives comes because Christ forgave us for that. Mm-hmm. So like the only reason we can walk in freedom today is because of the greatest forgiveness that could ever be given. Yep. And so I think like a life of um, just, yeah, Christian conviction should be a life of continual forgiveness, both of ourselves and others. Yeah. And I think that's where like having Christian community helps yeah. so much um, because look, we, we all have been hurt and we all walk through pain mm-hmm. and the vast majority of that in our life comes through relational pain. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And like people hurt us and sure. we hurt people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, we do that, whether Definitely. we want to admit it or not. Yeah. You know, uh, that's where I kind of started off in, in talking about that point where in an apologizing, mm-hmm. like, I really do think, like, I think that some people would read those verses and they would rather just go to hell than like yeah. apologize. Yeah. yeah. And they just know, like, you just don't want to admit that you've done something wrong to mm-hmm. someone. Yeah, and we're so too I prideful. Think, yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. so much pride. And so I think there is a level for all of us to stop and say, like, like actually stop and take a couple minutes. You're driving or you're, you're walking or listening to this and, like, man, have I hurt somebody? Mm. Like, is there somebody, is there any relationship in my life right now that, like, I have been the cause of pain. And like, and that doesn't have to be, they, they did something to me, I did something to them, like it was payback or it was whatever, or they, they started it. But like, no, like, do I, do I own any level of relational conflict in my life right now? Mm-hmm. And I have I like attempted to make that right? Yeah. I think it'd be just a good reflection for even groups to just think through and process through like, Man, it's not the it's not the way that God desires or intends for us to live mm-hmm. in relational conflict. And what it may be is just starting with apologizing to that person, uh, apologizing to the Lord, yeah, and beginning to work through and process through that in your life. Mm. Uh, but then the reality is, like, there are times where where we've been like deeply wounded and deeply hurt, and we carry some of that pain and the baggage that comes with it. Uh, throughout seasons or sure. time or even our sure. our lifetime. And so we said, you know, forgiveness is is giving up the right to get even. Mm. Uh, you know, saying I'm not going to hurt you for hurting me. And it's it's laying down our weapons to to repay someone's wrong. Yeah. Um and saying like God, I'm going to give that to you and trust that you're like you understand justice better than I do, and you can handle this. But it's saying, like, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to allow this to cause me pain anymore. Mm. And so within that, like, I think there is a level of, like, reconciliation is is like best and healthiness sure. in in most situations. Although I don't think we have to like try to force reconciliation. Mm. I don't think you have to, like, make that happen. And I think yeah. that forgiveness is possible without like, full-on best friend level type reconciliation sure. stuff, um, you know, and, and that may take just a lot of time, or it may not happen. Like, yeah. forgiveness really is, like, it's a one-way street. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a two-way street. You can extend forgiveness without it even being accepted, or you can forgive someone who's not even 
alive yeah. anymore, you know, and release that, release the burden, release the baggage, release the pain, mm-hmm. and hand it over to God. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 11, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I think that and as we as we walk out and experience and live out forgiveness in our life, that we can experience rest and peace as we hand all of our, our hurt and our pain and our yeah. baggage and our sin to Jesus. And so uh, how do we do that? Uh, how do we process what's the right way and what's the wrong way sure. and uh, and what should I do and how like how do I have a healthy Christian life mm-hmm. and process through some of these these hard decisions of like relational pain? I think one of the great ways is just like have Christian community, yeah. like have people Definitely. who who like don't have anything invested but they just love you yeah. and they're like I'm I'm for you. You wronged somebody, somebody wronged you, like but we're gonna be in it together. Mm-hmm. And like, here's some wise advice, or here's some from an outsider's perspective, some things that I could see that may be helpful. Yeah. Here's what God's word says, or maybe even like, hey, maybe you need to process through this with like a professional mm-hmm. counselor that we don't we don't have the answers to, sure. but somebody who has had a lot of training and life experience mm-hmm. that can help you process through like the best next steps moving forward. So, yeah. but I think the ultimate goal is like that we have like connected relationship with Jesus for sure. And that we're not harboring or, or holding on to great levels of pain and bitterness and yeah. frustration and anger towards others because we can live out the gospel that he has he's paid a paid off and forgiven a much larger debt mm-hmm. than we can ever like have in our own personal interrelationships. Yeah. So Yeah. Um just with that, like so John Owen has a book called Mortification of Sin. And in that, he basically maps out in his book this process of resting and replacing. And so what that looks like is he talks about uh, all areas of sin, but he talks about forgiveness. And um, what that looks like is basically this process of needing to rest in God Mm. and rest in the truth that he has given us um, on the cross and then replacing those feelings and replacing those emotions with him because what he is is so much greater in every way. He is the loving father, so he can love us far greater than anyone else can when they will let us down. Um, he can comfort us better than anything in this world can comfort us. And you can just go down the list of everything that we can seek and see how replacing that with God just will fill our lives on a so much deeper level. Yeah. And so to just be thinking through the process of like, what does it look like today for me to like rest in God and replace those feelings and those emotions and that forgiveness and what he's given us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, a couple uh, upcoming announcements, just some stuff to start getting on the radar. March 20th, we're going to have a family meeting mm. to be right after our service. Um, so very excited about yeah. that. And we just get to share some uh, some good celebration from these past six months mm-hmm. and then talk through some cool things that are coming up over the the next six months. So we do about two of these a year. Yeah. And this one will be our spring family meeting be right after the service and then we'll have lunch together as mm-hmm. as a church so anybody's welcome to come uh you you call hope church home or you're mm-hmm. just checking it out and trying to potentially call it home you're welcome to come and sit in on that and learn more about our faith family and then um we're going to be doing a good friday service uh, actually at our church yeah, i'm super building. excited for this yeah and we'll have two other churches uh, one that we're planting and one mm-hmm. that's helped us plant that are coming alongside, and we're going to worship together on Good Friday at 7 p.m. So really, really excited about that. We've got a sign-up started for it, and would love for you to sign up just so you can 
Yeah. We make sure we have enough seats because we think we're going to mm-hmm. have a, a good number of people there. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple of the big things coming up. And then obviously Easter. Mm-hmm. Easter this year is kind of a combo with our one-year celebration of when we launched and pre-launch, um, started our first service and that kind of stuff. So that'll be a really fun time as yeah. well. Uh, but those are just we got a men's breakfast. Out. So that's the only other would be yeah. a men's breakfast, March 26th, March 26th. So, uh, yeah. all of our guys are gathering together, bringing in a speaker. We're just going to connect and yeah. get to have a great time over at smoke Jack. Breakfast. Yep. Yep. So good call. Sweet. Well, Hey, we, uh, we are so, so grateful for you as you listen to this, as you're plugged into hope church, if there's any way that we can serve you or your family. Please don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me, Chris at HopeChurchJC.com or Tyler at HopeChurchJC.com. And uh, we cannot wait to see you this coming Sunday at 10 a.m. Be blessed. See y'all.